Welcome everybody to the Inside Pass on WSIC TV. I am Randy Miller, Tom Baker, sitting over in the Sillman seat, and we are just going to jump right into high gear here this morning. And uh, we're, we will go to the stripmaster.com hotline in a second. Our producer's over here messing with the TV screen. Uh, so uh, Ben Rose is going to join us here in just a second from Thor Sport Racing. We'll talk to him in just a minute, and then we'll get to your uh, your the topic of the day, which is the uh, kind of a, a frequently asked questions. We, we took all the questions that people had um, on Twitter and Facebook about uh, the return of NASCAR this weekend and kind of put them into a little sheet, and we're going to try to answer all those questions for you in this hour. But first, we're going to go to the stripmasters.com hotline and talk to the the driver of the number 99 Ford F-150 for Thor Sport Racing. We welcome Ben Rhodes to the Inside Pass. Good morning, Ben. Thank you so much for taking some uh, time out to join us this morning and talk to us. Yeah, good morning. Thanks for having me. No problem. So, I mean, obviously, the Truck Series season getting ready to get kicked back off uh, next week, well, or two weeks, I guess. We'll talk about that in a little in a minute. But, but uh, tell us what you've been doing since uh, you, we've all been in quarantine and house arrest, as uh, Tom likes to say. Yeah, house arrest it is. I, uh, I've been just doing a little bit of everything. I'm, I'm not much different than the other drivers. We're just trying to stay busy. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's unfortunate that we can't get out and, and, you know, do some sort of racing, even if it's just by ourselves, just practice, test sessions, whatever. Um, but we've just been stuck at home, and I've uh, been working on some old cars, working on house projects, but uh, really haven't been doing a whole heck of a lot of, of anything that has to do with racing. Unfortunately, I mean, iRacing is the closest thing I can get to it. And uh, I've been doing a lot of that with my team, but it's just not the real thing. And you, you have that, that hankering to go out there and do it, and it's been too long. It has been too long, Ben. And uh, for those who may have been asleep at the start of the season, uh, why don't you kind of wrap up uh, your first race or two out of the box and uh, bring us up to current here? I know you're looking forward to Charlotte coming up real quick. Yeah, you know, Daytona went really well for us. Um, well, it did up until like the last lap, which is pretty typical for yeah. us. Um, it's been, <laughs> I think it's been three years in a row now that I've been leading with like a lap or two to go and uh, we get wrecked on the backstretch. I mean, same place, coming out of turn two, down the backstretch, we ended up in a wreck. And um, just unfortunate, we, read, we led uh, about 10 or 15 laps until it came down to that point. And uh, I got stuck three wide in the middle and I had a good push. You know, hindsight 2020, I would have uh, blocked the bottom and then went to the bottom and, and, and stayed there and maybe got a better push or put myself in a better position. But I was trying to stay hooked up with my teammates and yep. just got uh, too, too aggressive of a push from behind at the wrong point on the racetrack and um, just sent me around. So uh, that was Daytona for us, <laughs> about about all you can expect. Yeah. And then uh, Vegas, Vegas went well. We finished fifth there. Um, uh, we passed, I think, literally everybody on the racetrack about three different times uh, as we struggled with pit stops all night. We would go in. And, uh, you know, we, we, we would go in like fifth and we would come out near the back and we were having some issues. So I think we've got the, all that sorted out now. Um, and, and then on top of that, too, we were on the splitter a good bit at the beginning of the run. So uh, we'll get a little closer on our travels, get our pit stops figured out here for Charlotte, and we're going to be just fine. We, we have a really good notebook for Charlotte, and we ran second to Bush 
all the way till the last restart uh, last year. So uh, we were best in class, uh, but not best of show. So we're going to try to be best of show this go around. How uh, much different is it going to be for you guys uh, when y- you need to just show up? unload go out and take the green instead of having your usual practice time and qualifying and all of that uh how does that change your approach and uh what do you look forward to in terms of the early part of the race because of that fact yeah how about that how weird is it i'm going to show up in my 10 to ford f-150 he's going to be sitting on pit lane ready for me to to rip i I don't don't know how i feel about that (laughs) You know, I, I honestly, I, I like practice. I'm mad that they already, um, you know, diminished the practice time this year. Uh, I'm one of those guys that could practice all dang day. I, I don't care. I just, I'm in a race <laughs> car. I'm happy. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm happy. I'm in my happy place. I don't want people yes, to take time away from, from that, you know? That's the best part of the weekend. So we were already losing practice time, and, and now with no practice qualifying, I'm a little upset, but, um, you know, I get where they're coming from. And, and I'll say, too, that, you know, showing up and, and, you know, just ripping right off the bat is going to be, it's not going to be difficult, but I think you have to be aware of how people feel and where everybody's mindsets are going to be. You know, for me, now that they've expanded the field to 40 vehicles, 40 trucks, well, you know, if you finish, if let's say you get in a wreck early on, well, before you could finish, you know, the, the high twenties and you could get a couple a few points out of there, well, now, you know, if you wreck early on, you could finish in the 30s, and you're only going to get five points. So that makes your bad days even worse when the field is that big. So you, I think, you know, I think there's going to be a real cautious pace early on, at least by myself, to make sure that I'm, um, you know, cautiously aggressive and I'm just taking what I can get, but I'm not forcing any issues, and I'm just being patient and letting everybody wreck themselves out in the first 50 60 laps and then by the end we'll be ready to go but i, I really do feel like the first few laps it's going to be pretty wild well at least you're coming off of a fifth place run at vegas so i mean at least you've got a top five you know momentum on your side going into even though we've been off for the last couple of months and, and the uncertainty and the unknown of what's going to happen with the schedule going forward because you guys are basically racing one race at a time you, you don't have a, a set schedule of what's going to happen from you know point a to point b so um all that combined you know no practice no qualifying just getting getting the truck and go what, what is your mindset like you know how, how are you handling you know the, i guess the the fear of the unknown i guess is as we go into the rest of the truck series season. Oh, uh, you know, I'm 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 just fine with it. Honestly, it doesn't affect me one way or the other. Um, I guess my biggest concern is just watching out for the other drivers, right? Like, I, I'm not worried. Um, you know, I've been. This is my fifth. I'm, I'm currently going in. This is going to be my fifth full time year in, in the truck series. So I did four now, uh, four seasons, and it, it just you know I, I feel like I'm. I know all the tracks well enough. I know what the trucks are going to do. That. I don't have any concerns about me. I'm just more or less worried about making sure that we have a good, solid night. Uh, you know, right now, even with the bad finish at Daytona, we're still third in points. So, you know, I just want to capitalize on other people's mistakes. And I guess the big concern for me really comes from making sure that we unload good, right? Because you don't have any practice time to dial it in. You know, if, you're, if your heights are a little off, your platform's a little off, or maybe you're dragging the splitter a little bit, and this is common, right? Like, this is, this is a common thing, not just for me, but, like, throughout the garage that you know you show up to a racetrack and you might have different tires this year you you, you just there's so many variables that it's it's very easy to get into the racetrack and you go into the first corner of of the race 
and you don't know where your heights are at, and you don't know how it's going to handle. So um, that can cause some accidents as well. If somebody tries to bonsai the first corner, and they get on their splitter really hard, and they drift up the track into another truck, you know. So I think everybody just has to play it smart, and and I'm going to do the same. But my concern just comes from the fact that I want to make sure that we're handling right, and without practice, I can't give myself that comfort. For sure. Yeah, that's got to be a, a tough situation, and especially when you think about the fact that you've expanded the field. You know, you, you wonder how much inexperience you're going to get uh, relative to what you would normally have in a truck series race. So, you know, there again, as you get into uh, slower traffic and such, it, it just uh, accentuates the need to be cautious in the beginning and kind of watch out for what the other folks are doing out there, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. The the truck series itself this year is very, very healthy. I think it's, um, I think it's, it's I think it's extremely healthy compared to the Xfinity series. I mean, you look yes. at all the trucks that are coming in. Uh, you know, they expanded the field because there's going to be so many that were going to be pushed away, and, it, and it's not their fault. So I'm glad they expanded it. But you know, at the same time, the the field is deep with talent, but not as much experience. Right? There's a lot of talented drivers in this in this series. But they may not have the experience in the series as a, you know, right. as a Matt Crafton or Johnny Sauter. So you just, yeah, you you do worry. You you say what's going to happen uh, when they drop the green and some of these guys have never even, you know, practiced before. So <laughs> we'll see. We're, only time will tell. <laughs> So uh, Thorsport obviously is not based in uh, North Carolina like the rest of the truck teams. Uh, the, the, your team is based out of Ohio. Uh, how different is that, uh, knowing that you know you don't get to just go to the shop, you drive over to the shop every day and see the truck and see your crew and you know meet with the guys in the in the shop all the time since they're so far away. Well, you know, I I, I kind of I'm like any other driver in, in Charlotte, really. I just you know we make our schedules and we go up there when we need to and. We work on trucks when we need to, and there's I don't I don't really see it any different than Charlotte. Um, you know, Matt and and Grant both live down there. Johnny lives in Wisconsin, and uh, we're all at the shop, um, but all at separate times. We don't you know coordinate with each other or nothing. But it, I don't think it's no different than Charlotte. Heck, I think I probably spend more time at Thor Sport in Sandusky than a lot of drivers in Charlotte spend at their race shop right down the street. So. Um, you know, I, I don't really see it as a challenge, and it's only a challenge if you look at it that way, right? Like, Thor Sport has been in the sport, in the truck series, longer than any other team, and they've done it from Sandusky since the start. So, you know, they're proving that you don't have to be down in the swamp to to uh, <laughs> to, to be successful, right? They're the reigning champs, and they, they do it their own way, and they do it well. Uh, so I know you obviously don't do all this alone, but besides the you know the guys on your team, you have sponsors and things like that too. So take a little bit of time and uh, thank all of the people that help you uh, get to the track every week. Yeah, so this year it's unfortunate because we were going to Atlanta and we were unveiling our new paint scheme. Uh, you know, I'm going to be the 10 to Ford F-150, and then Johnny was going to be the Vivitar Alltech Lansing Ford F-150. So those are two sponsors that have yet to hit the track with their respective drivers. And have been waiting for so long. It's a little disappointing too because those guys were going to come to the racetrack, and and now they're not allowed to go to their first race with their name on the truck. So um, disappointed for those guys. But you know, I know that they're very very excited um, about about this season. So uh, the other the other two are are, are Caroline and Nut, and uh, obviously with Menards and, and Champion Power Equipment. I mean, you look at Thor Sport Racing, and and it's a family of kind of like a family of brands, right? Like. 
you know, every driver represents every sponsor, and, and everybody's very proud of all the effort that goes into it. Well, you've certainly uh, represented your sponsor as well in your time at Thor Sport, and you mentioned it being a a family of brands. A lot of the sponsors have been around Thor Sport for a number of years, uh, and that's really, I think, a testament to the way that Duke and Rhonda handle the teams and the way that uh, you guys as a collective group are able to represent them so well. Talk a little bit about what it's like to race for uh, Duke and Rhonda and, and what the atmosphere is like in terms of the team in general. You know, I'm a, I'm a believer they are hands down the best owners in the sport. And I don't think you could ask for a better boss to work for. I mean, they're just, they're phenomenal people. And that, that just, that's the reason why, that they have this fam- these family of brands that, that have stuck around Thor Sport Racing for so long, right? Like, there's a reason why they're successful. They've been around for so long, and there's a reason that, you know, they have these ongoing relationships. It's because they're they're very stable. You know, they have a track history of, of being in the sport, and they're the longest ones to do it in the truck series, and they're stable. They're not going anywhere. And I think, you know, sponsors and drivers and crew members and anybody that's associated with that, you know, can feel that security and enjoys it. So, um, you know, like I said from the start, I think they're the best team to, to be associated with in the garage, and I'm a firm believer of that, and nobody's going to change my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know you got some other commitments and stuff to do um, before you guys get back racing, so we will uh, we will let you go, but uh, we do want to say, I know from all of the fans watching uh, on TV and listening to us on the radio and Tyler and myself, I know you have a lot of nurses and a lot of uh, frontline workers in your family, so we, we definitely want to send our, our thanks to, to all, everybody in your family that, that does what they need to do each and every day. I know it's a dangerous situation to be in, but um, we definitely want to have you send uh, send your, our thanks uh, from you to them uh, for everything that they do out on the front lines. Well, I appreciate that. I'll let them know. And yeah, we've got five nurses in my you know immediate family um, wow. between my wife and and myself. And um, it's it's interesting times. You know, like we're not able to spend time with them like we would like to, or maybe uh, you know we're just we're we're having to keep our distance right now. And it's, it's definitely different, but. I'm very thankful for for what they're doing, and they've always been very selfless people. So it's it's cool to see see their involvement now and and how much it means. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, well, uh, best of luck at uh, Charlotte uh, next week, and uh, best of luck the rest of the season. I'm sure we'll talk to you again uh, before the end of the season. But uh, good luck with everything for the rest of the season. Well, thanks so much. No problem, Ben Rudds. Everyone, we will take a quick break. We'll be back with more of the Inside Pass right after this. Another cool day with partly sunny skies and a high of 67. Then for Thursday, the temperatures get warmer. Mostly sunny 75. By Friday, we'll be closing in on 80 degrees. From the Neighborhood Stormwatch Forecast Center, I'm meteorologist Nick Koser. Be sure to catch Chief Meteorologist Tara Lane today on Fox 46 News at 5. Americans rely on affordable, reliable package delivery from the U.S. Postal Service. It's a lifeline for rural communities. It powers our cities. 
But Washington politicians want to impose a massive package rate hike on the Postal Service. A 400% increase. We can't afford that these days. Quadrupling the price to send a package? That means four times the cost for seniors to ship their medication, four times to deliver household necessities, and four times the cost for small businesses. Unneeded rate hikes that will harm Main Street and everyday Americans. America can't afford the package tax now. Call Congress now. 202-224-3121. Tell them to stop the package tax. The Postal Service is an economic lifeline for small businesses and rural customers all over the country. That's 202-224-3121. And tell them to stop the postal rate hike. Paid for by the Package Coalition. Frustrated with your IT? Let Wincourse Technology help make it work from home more efficient and secure. Wincourse Technology is locally owned and operated and can solve all of your IT problems. Give them a call at 704-707-4759 or visit their website at wincourse.com. Thousands of families affected by disasters, like the recent flooding, urgently need support. You can help the American Red Cross provide warm meals, shelter, and hope to families when they need it most. Please donate today to Red Cross Disaster Relief to help people affected by disasters, big and small. Go to redcross.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS today. Your support is critical. We can't do it without you. I'm Chase Elliott, and you're listening to the Inside Pass. Back to the Inside Pass here on WSIC. Randy Miller, Tom Baker here with you, and uh, we just had Ben Rhodes on the Strutmasters.com hotline from Thor Sport Racing. If you missed that interview, it'll be up on our social media outlets uh, at some point in time uh, today, but we certainly wish him the best of luck, and uh, we thank his family members who are working the front lines of this pandemic um, as we speak. So we um, have uh, some news and notes that we need to get through uh, before we take our next break, and then we're going to get to some questions um, that I pulled off of social media, a lot of people asking uh, questions, some of them legitimate, some of them are kind of not legitimate, but that's okay because I skipped those questions. Um, but uh, things that people want to know about uh, about the the return of racing, not necessarily the return to NASCAR at uh, Darlington, but the three races that got left out of the schedule which yeah. have been announced, and we'll talk about that in just a little bit. Some news and notes first. Uh, I guess a little bit of breaking news that happened overnight um, in the F1 world. Uh, Sebastian Vettel is out at Ferrari at the end of 2020. A lot of people saying he won't have a ride. Uh, in 2021, because I, I'm guessing that nobody either wants him or it'll be hard to find a ride. Not sure exactly what, uh, or maybe it's his desire not to run an F1 anymore. Yeah, I, you know, there's been a lot of conversation over the, really over the off season into this year, which of course never really got started uh, in F1 about Vettel mm-hmm. and even about Lewis Hamilton and, and all kinds of things. Um, I'm not sure what you're going to see for a future for Sebastian, to be honest. He's kind of, you know, he can be difficult to work with a little bit. He's kind of at that age where, you know, there are a lot of young drivers coming in that are actually very talented. Um, You know, I don't know. I definitely don't see him with an elite team, though, um you know, if for some reason, and I don't believe Hamilton goes anywhere, but if Hamilton goes to Ferrari, which has kind of been the popular rumor that, you know, you're you he Vettel's out, so Hamilton comes in. But I just I I just can't believe he would leave Mercedes right now. Although exactly. Mercedes, you know, them 
talking of leaving, you know, I don't know. Right. It's it's F1 is F1 is a very strange uh, pot of neck bones yes. over there right now. There's a yes, lot of is. things going on, a lot in play. Um, so, it, but that that didn't really surprise me. I almost expected to hear that Vettel was going to go away, but of course you. Silly season's in high gear, and they haven't really even run a season yet. <laughs> right, exactly. So, you know, it's it's happened. It, it, we, this shutdown has been very, uh, very strange in F1 world over there. It's very true. Uh, so the iRacing finale, of course, happened at, at Wilkesboro uh, over the weekend. Yeah. Very nostalgic race. Very, very cool race. Uh, Denny Hamlin won um, by uh, getting Ross Chastain out of the way. Yep. And then the World of Outlaws returned to action on Friday night at Knoxville. Uh, David Gravel won that race uh, on the very last lap. Uh, it was good to see actual racing for a change. It was uh, for a sure. typical Knoxville finish. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, Big win so, for so David. Very much so. And uh, yeah. David will be running the uh, truck race at uh, Charlotte next he week will. as well. Well, so um, Fox also announced that they're going to be using drones uh, in place of some of the cameramen for the Fox broadcast because of the social distancing and the amount of people allowed in the facility. Um, also, by using drones, I can fly over the grandstands, but they couldn't before because there were fans on the grandstands, but now they can. So you can look for that as well. Um, Jeff Gordon and uh, Mike Joy will be in the Fox studio in Charlotte, not at Darlington. Uh, again, yeah, to how maintain, strange is that? I know to maintain social distancing, so the the commentators will actually be offsite uh, for this race. I thought that was a little strange, honestly. I thought that was strange. I mean, you you, Can you just put them in a booth somewhere? I was just going to say, you've got the booth there. Mm-hmm. Can't you just make them like? Five and a half feet Maybe apart. because all the producers <laughs> and everything would be in-house at the studio. Well, that's to probably true, so. too. I don't know that's how all that works. That's the only thing I can think of. Um, and also, Regan Smith is going to be the only pit reporter for the for the broadcast this weekend. So he, he better get his running shoes on because he'll be running back and forth uh, between all 40 teams on pit road. He can so. deal. He's in good shape. Yep, that, that's true. And uh, as Ben uh, mentioned also, the Xfinity and Truck Series field also have been expanded to 40 teams per um, entity uh, for the foreseeable future. I guess there's good and bad in that. I mean, some owners don't want that to happen because then owners' points are going to be less. Yeah. Uh, but then at the same time, because basically what's going to happen is, is that wherever the ending position was, I think in the, the trucks it was, or in the Xfinity it was 36, right? 38. 36. 30, 36. Yeah. So. 36 through 40th would get one point, and then in the yep. truck series it was 34 or 36, something like that. So every position would get five points past the actual end of the starting grid. So, I mean, it's good and bad. I think it's cool because it allows more cars which means, or and more trucks, which makes for, I feel like, sometimes more exciting racing. But um, the more the merrier because well, that's what we need is more teams and more more drivers and more opportunities in the sport. So I'm, I'm all for that. So um, we are going to take another quick break. When we come back on the other side, we will break down your questions. Uh, everything you need to know about NASCAR's return. We'll have it for you on the other side of this break on WSIC and the Inside Pass. This is News Talk, 105.9 Lake Norman, 100.7 Greater Statesville, WSIC, where North Mech turns first for breaking news and severe weather alerts. Headlines for Western Cabarrus and the region, here's WSIC News. You've turned in to hear local news and so have a lot of other people. Your business could be advertising right here. Find out how affordable it can be. Call 704-872-6345, 704-872-6345. 
Radio family, it's Margaret Beveridge from the WSIC News Desk. If you plan on hitting the beach this weekend in Horry County, you may want to watch where you step. Video posted online shows many cannonball jellyfish along Horry County's shoreline. Horry County police posted the clip Saturday morning. It said that these jellyfish are very common right now and are mostly harmless to humans. To view the video, visit fox46charlotte.com. Caldwell County Public Health announced its first confirmed death in the county due to COVID-19. The Greater Statesville Chamber of Commerce held a town hall with Senator Vicki Sawyer and Representative Jeff McNeely last week in which they talked about how Iredell County's reopening will be affected by state decisions. The state legislature returned to Raleigh in late April and has been working on legislation to prepare state businesses to reopen when the governor eases restrictions put in place to slow the spread of the pandemic. WSIC is working around the clock to help keep you informed, so visit WSICFM.com as well as our Facebook page and stay tuned right here for more. Randy Marion's the king of price. Go check out the great deals on new and pre-owned vehicles. Whatever your needs are, Randy Marion Ford of Statesville's got you covered. Go see him today. You'll be glad you did. Randy Marion Ford, I-77, exit 49D. Visit randymarionford.com. Yes, for an appetizer, I'll have this one. And make sure it has leather interior. Yes, madam, an excellent choice. In many cases, today's car thieves are very discriminating with expensive tastes. They pick and choose the models they want and place an order. And once they stick a fork in your hot ride, it's arrivederci. Help us put a stop to this free lunch. If you suspect car theft or insurance fraud, call us at 1-800-TELL-NICB. A public service message from the National Insurance Crime Bureau. Hey, this is Joe Vagnone. I love the freedom of being an entrepreneur. That includes picking my own coffee. My choice, you know it. <laughs> Delicious black powder coffee, locally roasted right here in Mooresville. When you pour a cup of black powder coffee, you're not only getting craft roasted prime coffee at a reasonable price, you're also supporting a locally owned and operated business. Get your black powder coffee at Publix, Ingalls, Earth Fair, Harris Teeter, Lowry Drug, and the Coffee Lodge. Visit blackpowdercoffee.com. High quality, low prices, and a professional staff. Visit Ayers Automotive for all of your automotive needs. Proud to offer Cooper Tires, 1237 East Garner Bagna Boulevard in Statesville. AutoRepairStatesville.com. This is Justin Loft, and you're listening to the best guys on the radio, the Inside Pass. Welcome back to the Inside Pass here on WSIC. Thank you so much for watching us. If you're watching us on Facebook Live, uh, thank you for watching us uh, there. Or if you're listening to us on one of the three WSIC stations, thank you for listening on your radio, in your car, at home, wherever you are right now. Um, Or if you're streaming us on the web, uh, thank you for listening to us there as well. Ratings for the final iRacing race at Wilkesboro came out this morning. 688,000 was the total viewers. It's the lowest of the iRacing series uh, races, but um, it was also on a Saturday afternoon as opposed to a Sunday afternoon, so that probably had a lot to do with ratings too, because yeah. the the previous seven races were all at the same time, and then of course you know that one comes along and it's on a Saturday, so people probably probably didn't know it was on. So, um, but. Uh, good finish to the to the event, you know. As I mentioned, Denny Hamlin won. It was cool to see North Wilkesboro, and, and because of the popularity and the desire for that track, iRacing actually released it on uh, yesterday, as opposed to waiting until June second, because it was supposed to be released like a month from now. But right. because of popular demand, they went ahead and released it. Um, so everybody is going to rejoice. But they're also uh, creating uh, the cars of that era and things of that uh, nature to go along with it. So uh, those will be released in the weeks to come. But everybody seems to be uh, excited and happy that uh, North Wilkesboro got its proper. Send off, I guess, if you will. Sure. So, 
Um, there you go. All right. So um, as we mentioned earlier in the show, NASCAR has re- revealed the three tracks that are losing dates this year. Um, two of them we, we kind of much figured was going to happen. The third one was kind of a little bit of a surprise in Richmond. But Sonoma and Chicago also on that list, along with the spring Richmond race. Um, that's one clue as to our questions. So, of course, everybody started a firestorm of questions asking, you know, random questions. I thought we would pull the ones that didn't have an answer yet and kind of give you an answer to those questions. The first question a lot of people asked was, why Richmond? Because it's within driving distance of all of the tracks of which NASCAR mandated they wanted to race tracks that were within driving distance of the shops. And Richmond is within driving distance, but it ends up losing a spring race, and everybody wonders why. Well, I mean... The, the closest I can come to that is that um, if you're going to subtract a short track, you're not subtracting Martinsville and you're not subtracting Bristol. Right. So unless you go to a mile track um, and subtract a Loudon or whatever, you're 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 kind of limited in your choices. So Richmond, I think, just kind of became the, the short straw, so to speak. And, you know. Look, I love Richmond, too, but I I think this is kind of one of those, uh, let's not fret too much because they're only losing the spring race. I don't see them losing a fall show. Um, They're only losing one. Uh, And, you know, NASCAR wanted to have, and the reason they're doing this, for for those who don't know, is is obviously we're running extra races at Charlotte and Darlington. Mm Um, and again, it's because the teams don't want to drive any farther than they have to. They don't want overnight stays right now, whatever. So NASCAR decided they wanted to try to kind of balance the tra- the types of tracks right. that, that got eliminated. So you took off a road course, a short track, and, and, a, and a, basically a mile and a half. So you're losing Chicago, and they've laid off most of the staff there. Um, though the latest is they're not selling the track, but we'll see. Um, that's been a popular rumor. And then the road course is Sonoma, and that's because it doesn't, the state of California is, you know, Governor Newsom is not looking like he wants to do anything for sporting events there for Lord knows how long. So Sonoma's not going to be, probably happen this year anyway. So there's your road course. So then you get to the short track, and what do you do? So... You know, you're you're going to run Martinsville, you're going to run Bristol. You may, may run more than one at either or both. So Richmond just kind of drew the short straw. Right. And, it, and again, I don't think it's I, – I, I love Richmond, but, you know, I can deal. I well, mean, Plus, all, as you get closer you know, to the playoffs, you don't want to have to run doubleheaders right. on those tracks. And Richmond right. is as close to the playoffs as you can get. So yep. having to run two races right close to the playoffs is probably not a great idea. So um, it'd be better to just have them just deal with the one race and be done with it. So if Sonoma, obviously, is the road course race that got taken out, you would think that NASCAR would want to replace a road course with a road course and run the Roval instead of the Oval. But that did not happen. So then people are asking, how come that if Charlotte is one of the races replacing Sonoma, how come we're running the Oval and not the Roval? Well, I don't think we know if that didn't happen well, yet. For, for, for everything that has been has told to the teams, from what I understand, they are running the Oval. Both uh, uh, This week and next week is all Oval races. Well, they the are, Oval, but so. that's not to say there won't be an they extra add a race Oval, later. Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, again, that's you got to understand here that, that this is a rolling reboot. Mm-hmm. So just because in this first group of races there wasn't a Roval race, 
doesn't mean there won't be an extra one later. I'm not saying there will. I have no insider information, though the original conversation that I was getting, the feedback I was getting, was that they were going to add an extra Robo event. Um, Now, whether that changed somewhere along the line or whether it's just not happening yet Mm -hmm. remains to be seen. Remember, we don't know really what's going to happen in you know the next month to two months we have to get through sunday first we think the next group of tracks and again we think um is going to be martinsville atlanta and bristol we don't know if you're going to get doubles at one or more of those we we don't really know what june looks like yet so I wouldn't discount the idea of a role, an extra role race at Charlotte uh, yet. And, you know, but again, I think the answer would be that the teams would rather run the oval again because. Remember, we're doing a whole different race setup situation now. Right. No qualifying, no practice, no nothing. It's easier to run another oval race because you've already got cars set up for it, et cetera, than it is to try and stick a roval race in or whatever. So I think there's probably a lot of back and forth going on. So I don't want to. I don't want us to 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 assume there isn't going to be another roval race. You know, let's just wait and see how it unfolds. But I think the big thing is, is they're just, again, they're trying to get to 36 races, however they have to do it. And if they thought it was easier to kind of take that race and duplicate an oval race instead for this year, then that's, right. you know, that's basically it. The, the, the two answers that I kind of came up with based on people that I know in the industry, number one was that the teams don't have a road course car ready yet anyway. Right. Because Sonoma wasn't until June, so they haven't even had a chance to start working on the road course car. So there was no road course car available. And number two is because it takes several hours to convert the track from an oval to a roval and if you're working on two races or three races back to back to back with a limited staff it'd be hard to get that converted back over from a roval to an oval and back again you know back and forth you know well that's why i said don't assume there won't be another right exactly we just don't have enough people to make it happen right right now um so the other question uh, was in regards to charlotte or chicago and sonoma why not put them into the playoffs which People who are longtime fans or people that understand the sport like we do as media understand you can't just take a race out and put it somewhere else. It's just, it's just not logistically possible. There's too many other things that have to happen in order for that to work. And it would also mess up the 10-race playoff format that NASCAR says, we do not want to mess this up. We want to leave it the way it is. So I don't even know if it's worth answering that question. Just in regards to, I mean, it's not that easy. You, you can't just take races out and put them somewhere else. Well, and especially given the fact that this is – with with remember we're we're not just changing all this because NASCAR suddenly decided they wanted to be different we're doing this because of the pandemic and the virus and the situation in various states and Chicago and Illinois uh if you look at what's going on from a government standpoint there and then you look at California there're two states where the governors and even the mayor of Chicago are being the most aggressive about keeping things locked down. Right. So um, at that point, you can't, you couldn't even plan to have either of those two tracks back in action, even at the end of the the year, four, five, six months from now. Um, so you certainly wouldn't, <clears throat> excuse me, you certainly wouldn't want to insert them into the playoffs um, in the middle of all of that mm-hmm. and not be able to have fans if you could have fans somewhere else. And I don't know if we're going to be able to have fans anywhere this year. Um, 
but again, that that's why you don't just sort of put those. And what tracks would you take out to put them in? Right. You know. Exactly. So um, I'm not sure what Chicagoland's future is. I don't want to speculate one way or the other. You you all see the same uh, rumors and 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 same uh, things that we do. Um, but. Uh, you know, I'm pretty sure Sonoma will be back in 21, provided that there's an opportunity to do it. Governor Newsom allows racing to come back in 2021. Yeah. So uh, it's just funny to me. You know, some of these questions are all pretty much the same. Like one of the questions was how come we don't just run, you know, Virginia, Virginia International or Road Atlanta or another road course to make up for it. Right. And, you know, I mean, it's the same. It's the same answer. You know, we just gave to the last one. You can't just do that. You can't just say, okay, we're going to go run here instead, because there's a lot of factors that NASCAR takes into account when they decide what tracks get dates and what tracks don't. And you don't want to just go to a track that nobody's even been to. Uh, a lot of people haven't even ever been to through the gate, much less been on the surface without practice qualifying and things like well, that. Well, that, so. see, that's part of it. That's a big part of it is under the circumstances, even if you wanted to go and try to run one of those tracks, um, you know, it's it, you're not you're not just going to have everybody show up and race. That's just not you're just not going to logistically do it that way. It doesn't make sense to do that. They don't need to go to those tracks right now. I do think you may see one or more of those tracks later, not not in 20, but later, worked in at least to a rotational kind of situation. I think Road Atlanta would be great for that. VIR, not so sure because, uh, again, some of this you got to take into consideration whether they, you know, the crowd size and this and and you know the logistics as far as garage space and all of that. So, um, but I do think at least Road Atlanta for sure would be a possibility. Rockingham and Wilkesboro, Wilkesboro is not happening. Um, people have just got to get used to the idea. They they it, it's great on iRacing. I'm glad we did it. And I'm glad it's there for everybody to enjoy. Should have DVR the iRace. Unless somebody hits the lottery, Powerball, and decides to you know sink their own six or ten million dollars into refurbi- refurbishing Wilkesboro, which basically means starting from the ground up. Um, you know, you you're not going to see Wilkesboro back, and I don't think you may see Rockingham at some point. But again, somebody's got to be willing to float that right. that that money. Um, so yeah, I, I just NASCAR didn't want to go to any tracks in in this time frame. They didn't want to go to any tracks they hadn't been to before. Right. Exactly. So again, what the future holds, who knows? But and, not now. And you could spend money on Wilkesboro and Rockingham, but that's not, uh, that doesn't mean you're going to get a NASCAR date, even if you did spend all that money on that track. Well, here's the deal. If I I, I will money. put this out there right now, if I win Powerball at any point, if the Lord lets me win Powerball, I will have Wilkesboro back on the NASCAR schedule. It's only money. At that point, it's only money. Sure. If you if you if you've got you know twenty million dollars to say, look, I want this, I want it, I'm going to fix it up. I'll pay whatever it costs. I'll put safety barriers in, uh, safer barriers, whatever we got to do. I want NASCAR back, and I promise you, if you, if somebody did all that. I promise NASCAR would come back. You know why? Because it would be a bonanza. Oh yeah. You, I could double the grandstand capacity and still sell out. Yeah. But somebody's got to be willing to pay that upfront cost. Right. 
Right. And that's really and and that's money you're never going to ever get back. Okay. It's a 20 million 20 you might as well just flush 20 million down the toilet. Well, whatever it is. Much. 10 I mean, million you know, but whatever that cost is, you're never going to get that back. You can't make a big enough profit over time to ever replace that. So somebody's got to have, you know, tinker money basically right. to just I just want to do this. I don't care. You know, it's it's my pet, it's my baby. Mm-hmm. I want NASCAR back at Wilkesboro. If somebody did that, I would I would guarantee that NASCAR would come back, even if not with Cup, you get at least a truck, if not a truck in Xfinity. But I would be surprised if NASCAR wouldn't bring even the Cup Series back there if, you know, it was the way it needed to be. But nobody wants to take on that upfront cost right, right now because, again, it's throwaway money. Mm-hmm. And who has throwaway money right now when we're right. all in shutdown? Right. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back on the other side of the break, we'll have the rest of the news from the NASCAR world as we prepare for NASCAR's return on Sunday. We'll be back with more of the Inside Pass right after this. This is News Talk, 105.9 Lake Norman, 100.7 Greater Statesville, WSIC, where Southern Iredell turns first for breaking news and severe weather alerts. JFCMGroup.com is a local cybersecurity testing training and management company. If you suspect that you may be the victim of a cybersecurity attack, go to JFCMGroup.com. That's JFCMGroup.com. For WSIC, I'm Fox 46 meteorologist Nick Coaster. Overnight low tonight down to about 48 around the lake. Tomorrow, another cool day with partly sunny skies and a high of 67. Then for Thursday, the temperatures get warmer. Mostly sunny 75. By Friday, we'll be closing in on 80 degrees. From the Neighborhood Stormwatch Forecast Center, I'm meteorologist Nick Coaster. Be sure to catch Chief Meteorologist Tara Lane today on Fox 46 News at 5. This is Margaret Beveridge with your latest news. Statesville retail businesses started reopening this weekend, at least some of them. Governor Roy Cooper announced phase one of the reopening process last week, meaning that some retailers could reopen as of 5 p.m. Friday with restrictions. Those were obvious over the weekend as stores like TJ Maxx had lines of people properly distanced outside waiting for their chance to shop. Two new victims have come forward in the case against a Concord pastor and additional charges have been filed. Brian Mahikwes was charged Monday, May 11th with one count of statutory sex offense of a child and three counts of indecent liberties with a minor. For more, visit independenttribune.com. As people continue to stay indoors, residents should pay special attention to anything cooking or burning while at home. There were four fires that took place over the weekend from Friday, May 8th to Sunday, May 10th, according to the Concord Fire Department. Stay tuned to WSIC through the day for more. I'm Margaret Beveridge from the News Desk. I'm Pastor Chris Thompson, and I want to invite you to join me this Sunday at 10 a.m. for the River of Life broadcast on WSIC, where we open God's Word and discover how God's truth transforms our life. That's the River of Life broadcast on WSIC at 10 a.m. Pain or no pain, your wisdom teeth should be checked every year. Some wisdom teeth can become impacted, which can lead to cysts, tooth decay, and gum disease. Wisdom teeth can cause crowding, painfully damaging adjacent teeth. Not all wisdom teeth need to be removed, but they all do need to be monitored by an oral and maxillofacial surgeon. Find a surgeon near you for a complete examination at myoms.org. It's a yard sale on the radio. Home ad with Pat Shannon, 9 to 11 weekdays. Hello, race fans. This is Chris Wright. Thanks for listening to these guys. Man, what some great radio hosts. You're listening to the Inside Pass. 
Chris has uh, been eye racing a lot lately. Yeah. He's been crashing a lot lately, yeah. too. But uh, they've been having some fun over at College Racing doing uh, doing eye racing. Uh, they're in some league, I think, that uh, one of the drivers has. But Haley's in there, and, and uh, AJ's been doing some of it, and Rice has been doing some of it, too. So they've all been having fun doing that. But there's nothing else to do right now, although NASCAR will be back on Sunday. So JJ, uh, we're talking about Jimmy Johnson, uh, officially confirmed over the weekend that this is going to be his last season. Um, it was an interview that uh, he did with um, one of the magazines. I don't remember which one it is. But anyway, he, he confirmed to that magazine he is definitely going to see his way out at the end of 2020, mainly because he, he's working on other commitments and other series, IndyCar stuff and some other yeah. you know road racing stuff that he wants to do. So um, that having having those opportunities would prohibit him from going back to Cup full-time. That's why he's going to go ahead and, and, and move out. So part of the rest of the article talked about what happens uh, in the wake of that decision. A lot of people are thinking you know that the 48 car is obviously going to be the hottest commodity that a lot of the drivers are going to want that ride. Ross Chastain's been mentioned as part of it. Brad Keselowski's been mentioned. Kyle Larson's been mentioned. Noah Gregson and Justin Allgaier and basically anybody underneath of the Hendrick <coughs> Motorsports umbrella in the Xfinity series has been mentioned as part of the discussion as to who takes that ride. But one of the interesting things uh, in part of the article talked about uh, Alex Bowman. Alex Bowman is actually in a contract year and doesn't have full season sponsorship for 2021, at least in the 88 car. And the uh, the editor of the of the story, and I'm, I'm not exactly sure who it was, but they're they're a respected journalist uh, in in our business. But um, he talked about you know why wouldn't they just put Bowman in the 48, um, and then that way, if the 88 car doesn't have sponsorship, they wouldn't be losing out on a driver without a sponsor or a sponsor without a driver, and they can just bring somebody else in for the 88 if they found full-time sponsorship. There's a lot of other things about that story that, you know, kind of worth discussing, but we don't have a lot of time for that. But Tom and I talked about it before the show started. Brad Keselowski is probably the hottest rumor uh, right now because he's unhappy at Penske. Him and Logano aren't really getting along like they used to. He's kind of becoming upset about the fact that Logano's had more competitive competitive cars than he's had in the last few seasons or races or whatever. And he would be up to looking at other offers if somebody called him for the offer. And of course, Brad Keselowski came from the Hendrick camp um, way back when when he was uh, when he was driving for junior and they just wasn't a place for him to go at Hendrick so he went over to Penske to have a, a refutable career um, but now everybody is saying that, that you know he kind of wants to come home and Hendrick wants to bring him home and stuff like that and but nobody wants him in the 48 because it's that whole, you know, we don't really like Brad Keselowski, and, you know, we're not going to be fans of the 48 if he's in there and <laughs> yeah. whatever. I mean, it's NASCAR fans being NASCAR fans, but it's yeah. an interesting look at, you know, what things might happen, you know, as we get further into the season, once we get going again. But as you were talking about, Tom, if the Xfinity Series season is cut short, that's a lot of opportunity that these guys won't have to show Rick Hendrick what they've got. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I think when you look when you look at the 48, first of all, let's address the Alex situation. Alex may not have full season sponsorship for 21. Remember, we're, we're only in early May here. We've only completed three races. We, yeah, well, yeah, that too. <laughs> we're but, four races into the season. We're, we're only in early May. This is way too soon to be making decisions based on what sponsorship you have at this moment. So let's just let's just disqualify that. And second of all, he does have some sponsorship, and that's those sponsors like him. Right. And it's not easy to take those sponsors and send them over to the 48 when you get Ally doing a full season. Mm-hmm. So the the situation is that, that it's not 
just that cut and dry. Well, you just go drive that car and we'll do um, and second of all, that wouldn't make any sense to do that. Um, Alex Hendrick has never, ever had trouble getting enough sponsorship, ever. There's, it, it's just not a huge priority at this moment, I, and I, I, I shouldn't say it like that. It's not something I don't think that Rick Hendrick is just worrying, stressing right. over at this point. When it comes time, he'll have what he needs. If, if he wants to keep Alex, he'll have what he needs. Now, the reason, first of all, it, there's a better chance that Richard Petty comes out of retirement to drive the 48 than there is that Kyle Larson drives it. Let's just get that out of the way right now. That's just not going to happen. Um, and, and I said that long before Kyle's situation that developed a few weeks ago when he said something he shouldn't have said. That, had, that has nothing to do with my thinking. Rick Hendrick's not going to allow Kyle to run the amount of dirt track races that Kyle likes to run. So if Kyle's going to come back to Cup, there's one major team he's going to come back with, and it's Stuart Haas. And I could see that happening in 21, perhaps, if the sponsorship were there. Okay, but And I could also see him never coming back to Cup. Right. If he gets other opportunities, and right now... That's on the table. I mean, anything's he's a free agent. Um, so, you know, from the 48 standpoint, Brad Keselowski seems like a pick that could be a good pick for Rick to bring him back home if he's looking for somebody maybe for a couple of years, three years. And that gives him time to groom the right driver for down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, if he believes Noah Gregson is ready to step up, just like he did with Chase Elliott and William Byron, then that's Gregson's ride. Chastain, I think, is in play because he didn't get the 42 he because of the sponsor commitments to the Xfinity side. And if Kenseth decides he wants to race another year, I don't think Chip Ganassi is going to tell him to leave. Right, exactly. And so, Especially if he's winning races and being competitive. Right, so the dynamic has changed here at this point now for the 48 car. But again, it's May. <laughs> We got a whole season yet to to try to run and 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 let Noah Gregson and whoever else, you know, prove that they're worthy of of that next step. And the one thing I will also say is that we all should remember in this whole silly season equation, the new car is not coming to 22 now. So whoever gets in that 48 car next year is going to have one year with the current chassis. <laughs> um, so whereas we might have thought about, well, let's bring somebody in that's kind of new and fresh and start fresh with them in the new chassis. Now you've got that one year. So does that change Rick Hendrick's thinking instead of bringing up a, a Gregson maybe a year ahead? Um, do we go ahead and, you know, and bring Brad in and let him be some of the you know, part of some of the testing and so forth as that happens down the road? So, that's going to be fun in, you know, June, July, August, uh, September, as we get, you know, more into the late summer, early fall to see where that direction goes. But um, it's a little early to be speculating right now. Yeah, that's an interesting thing that you bring up, too, because you you almost kind of want somebody to, to, to be brought in that's only going to work, only going to drive for, you know, a, another year or two. Um, and then that way they can kind of work with whoever is going to be groomed to take over that car after them going into right. 22 with the new car and just kind of be a mentor from here on out. I mean, Hendrick has a great group of people underneath of him that are great mentors. He's got Gordon. He's got, he'll have Jimmy Johnson, I'm sure, in some capacity. 
Right. He's got Junior, you know, in in some way too, because Junior Motorsports is basically Hendrick Junior. Uh, so he's got all, uh, you know, he's got a lot of people underneath of him that have gone on to to be great Hall of Famers and have been great mentors for guys like Noah Grex. I mean, Noah talks all the time about how much Junior helped him, you know, just in the last year, you know, yeah. get get used to that car and, and become competitive. Um, you know, he's got Olgar to lean on. He's got Michael Annette to lean on. So there's a lot of good people at not only Junior Motorsports, but Hedgehog Motorsports that can work with whoever is going to be destined for that 48 ride. So it might be a good idea to take a guy like Brad Keselowski or somebody who says, you know, I only want to do this for, you know, a, a year or two. I think um, Brad wants longer than that. Well, yeah. But, and, you know, you know, and, 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 what happens and, after that. But. Well, he's still young and he's still young enough to do it for five more years, mm-hmm. too. Right. So I think Brad would be a great pick. But I also could see somebody like a Chastain or a Gregson because Rick's building for the future coming mm-hmm. in and 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 uh, you know taking over too, as you said, great bunch of mentors there. Um, somebody actually said to me over the weekend, "Wouldn't it be fun if 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 Jimmy did retire and Hendrick did an All Star car in the forty eight for next year? Let's bring Gordon out for half a season, Junior out for half a season, and let's go." Hey, I mean, it will never I mean, happen, of course, but it would be it's it's just one of those absurd rumors that somebody could put out there and get people talking with with Junior. I would say no with Gordon. I mean, you know, he's kind of part owner of the yeah, whole organization. He, so, he, I mean, you know, he, enough, either one of them. enough money <laughs> thrown in your face. I'm sure you could it's just tell fun to talk about. It is fun to talk about. I mean, there's other guys out there. I mean, there's a Carl Edwards out there that, you know, even even was tempted to take the ride that Ganassi had for Kenseth. But, you know, I mean, well, you know that's what? why he didn't take. It, but here's another thing: if Larson, if, if you work a deal out for Larson to run the 14 next year, maybe you bring Boyer in for a year or two. I, see, I I mentioned that last <laughs> week on Madness that him and Gordon were, were you know are, are the only being problem buddy with buddy, that so. is you'd, you you'd corrupt all the younger kids over there. He would you know um, if you weren't a partier before, you would be yeah, by the time Boyer walked the, out of the yeah, shop. And that's exactly, for sure. Well, let me tell you, um, uh, there, there are there's at least one of the, the the guys in that stable. I won't I won't say who it is who can certainly party when he wants to. He just doesn't broadcast it. <laughs> uh, so, uh, speaking of Hendrick Motorsports and Junior Motorsports, we are scheduled to have Justin Algar on next week. I don't know if he's going to be able to be on because the Xfinity Series season starts next Tuesday. Uh, so, hopefully, we can get him on. It'd be really cool for him to talk to us hours before he gets in the car yeah. and runs the uh, Xfinity race. But we'll see what uh, happens with that. Um, but uh, we will. Uh, I definitely have uh, madness on Thursday. Our fantasy NASCAR. Uh, thing will be back in play so we'll be able to pick fantasy drivers once again uh, so it'll be a, a great week nascar starts back on sunday at darlington and uh, you'll have seven races on 11 days so if you didn't have your fix of nascar you will get it yes in the next week and a half that is for jacob sure sealman will be back in the sealman seat on thursday night. oh well Confirm. we've been keeping the seat warm so there you yes. go so yes jacob will we'll be, be back, back on thursday so uh and i think uh, mantra will be here too on uh, thursday to yes. help us with the uh, production so uh for town baker i mean our thanks to ben rhodes for being on the show today we will see you guys next week on the inside pass have a great happy race week be safe we'll see you on thursday for motorsports madness have a great week news talk for lake norman this is 105.9 fm 100.7 fm and 1400 am wsic statesville